0: Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms.
1: And also, we have our producer with us today, Dan Perkins. The show today is going to be a smorgasbord. We have decided because there's so many things happening in our nation. Well, before we get started, yes, it is my commercial for the Constitution. Remember, you can get your Constitution at ashbrook.org forward slash Constitution. Now, it's very important, moms, that you understand the reason you need to get your Constitution. Annie is holding one up right now. We have so so much going on in our country, so much going on in our courts, from the lower courts all the way up to... um, the Supreme Court. And it's very important that we understand what does the 14th Amendment talk about? Well, you're not gonna know that if you don't have a constitution and you're reading it. So go get your free constitution. Moms, this is another mom talking to you. Go get your constitution. There is so much going on in our nation. You need to know what your rights are. We cannot emphasize that enough. If you don't know, you may be getting overrun by someone who wants to take your rights, get your constitution. Okay, like I said, today is a smorgasbord. We were talking before the show, and I got to tell you, we brought, especially Dan, he brought up so many different things. I was like, let's just make the show a smorgasbord today. Let's just talk about all kinds of stuff today because it's so, 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 so. Dan. Yes, ma'am. And what is? It's again about the education system.
2: <laughs> What's wrong with it?
1: <laughs>
2: start now. Is, got a thousand one complaints. As we see more and more stories dealing with schools, dealing with non-classroom type of material, whether it's trying to force a young woman in a bed in a hotel with uh, a transgender male at 11 years of age. And we were told because the mom complained to the school board, that was the only one, and now we found out as she spoke up, more and more parents are complaining about the same thing. There's a school in, I believe in Michigan, where the, the school, and this is how it's reported in the media, the school was working on creating a gen, transgender environment for a little girl that they had decided needed to become a little boy. They were not telling the parents that they were changing her clothes when she came in, that she changed her pronoun. <clears throat> Didn't tell them. I'm, I'm getting on a horse like Paul Revere, and I'm going to start saying to people, if we're going to turn this country around, we have to abandon the education system as we know it today. We're spending <clears throat> more than any other country in the world to educate a child. And we're spending, I believe, a disproportionate time on social issues that don't need to be taught in the schools. We need need to go back and reinvent the schools the way they used to, to teach basic math language skills because that child coming out of high school is likely to go into the workforce. And if they're not properly educated, they can't hold a job or successfully get a job. And the idea that every child needs to go to college is obviously being debunked because of what's going on in the colleges and universities where the professors are teaching children from the river to the sea that it's okay to kill all the Jews in in Israel. Wrong value system, wrong information. We need to get rid of it, start over again, deal with basic fundamentals. And once we can get the test scores back up that we're competitive in the world, we can talk about expanding the curriculum, but it's gotta go. It just has to go.
0: I agree. Uh, Being a child that grew up in the 60s and graduating in the 70s, um, I saw a metamorphosis in the educational system. And as a kid, I saw the direction it was going in, and it bothered me as a child. They started off saying, we're going to give you health education, and that health education morphed into sex education. I saw where we were being taught history, and then suddenly history is not history anymore. It's social studies. So instead of teaching us the pure facts of history and letting us see how things changed over time and how we became such a great nation, we're now being told you have these social issues. But back in the 70s, social issues weren't what they are today. You know, you were talking about uh, maybe at that point, in social studies, whether or not Roe v. Wade had any merit. Now it's whether or not you're a male or female in your own right mind. And whether or not, you know whether or not you know your own right mind. No, no, no. They've got to tell you what to think. And that's the problem. They're being taught what to think, not to think creatively, not to think constructively. And when you have children coming out of high school graduating, that they can barely read above the fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade level, much less the third grade level. When you see that they can do nothing more than be a cashier in a grocery line, and I'm telling I I I tell the story all the time. This one woman, girl, who's trying to scan the divider that went between my groceries and the person in front of me. When they cannot even think constructively outside of the box, we have a problem with this nation. And
1: this is our future. Yes. I was talking to a group of people this week and we were talking about critical thinking. Well, I taught at the University of Phoenix for nine years on that very subject. And we were, we were talking about how that used to be taught in the schools. Now, I don't remember that being taught when I was in school. Maybe they called it something differently. If you can't even learn to look at a subject, look at it outside of what you think in your own mind it is, and be able to look at someone else's view on that subject. That's not to say you get rid of what you believe or a principle you may have in your life, but if you cannot think outside of your realm of thinking and look at how somebody else may see something, then you're not thinking critically. I know I have certain beliefs that I will not compromise on, yet at the same time, I have the ability to be able to listen to another person, have a different view than I have and not condemn that person or tell them they're crazy or stupid or ignorant or whatever. We have gotten away from that or we're not teaching it anymore because how many times have you seen people in a situation and they're so dogged about what they believe and the fact that what they believe is fact, it is true, when in actuality, it's just their experience. So, I mean, I hear this whole thing. Racism is one of those examples. You hear how we are systemically racist in in America. I'm not buying it. I'm a Black woman. I know what racism looks like when I see it. I know what it feels like when I feel it. But every single thing in life is not about race. We are not a systemically racist country. Is there racism? You better believe there is. Do people experience it? Absolutely. But to take your experience and say that is true for everyone, that's not the truth. That is your experience. And your experience is fine, but you can't let your personal experience or your personal ideas negate everyone else's. Now, we know some things are just factual. You jump off a house, you're going to fall. <laughs> it's just That's just gravity. That's a law. It's going to happen. But there's some things you may have personally that is not a necessary truth.
0: Yeah, the, so. we're, we're <laughs> human beings and we have flaws. And Absolutely. what people, what we're seeing from the progressive left is that one, they want to create this utopia, but it has to be based upon their ideals, their belief, and no one is allowed to think outside of the box. Exactly. So instead, our educational system is turning out people that can only mimic and repeat what they want them to do. And as you said, critical thinking is no longer taught. We used to have in school writing an essay for a pro and con, and then have someone turn around and debate you. Debate is no longer allowed. If you think differently than anyone else, you are then chastised. And Herman Cain said it perfectly. You will sin. They will switch the subject. They will ignore the facts. They will name call s-i-n and then if you fear that then you will not speak out and the idea is to cow us to make us feel so ashamed that heaven forbid i was born in a white skin and i keep on saying does god make mistakes no god didn't make a mistake he put me in this body in this time at this time and it's what i do with it my worth as a human being to my friends my families to perfect strangers whether yes. i do something right or wrong not based upon someone else's ideals but based upon my faith in god and this is and it, what is it's not being taught
1: yes and it is important i mean moms we need to be teaching our children this i taught my children this I can remember um, we had a we had something come up that my daughter was dealing with with one of her children, and we were talking about it. she was talking about the process that she was going through to get uh, my granddaughter to understand a situation and how to process it. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really good." She goes, "Well, mom, you taught me that." I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> You've <laughs> you know. done good, girl. <laughs> You've done so good." I pat myself on the back. I did nothing. It was just, you know, it's one of those things. Oh God, please let me be doing the right thing. <laughs> you know? But it's important as parents that we we make that connection with our kids and teach them: this is life, baby. It life it, life is not easy. No, society is not easy. Well, you got to learn how to stand up. You have to learn how to, to to say what you're thinking and not let tell let everybody tell you. What to think. And if someone's wearing the
0: wrong clothing, you're not triggered. If someone accidentally uses the wrong pronoun because you're thinking you're one thing and and you're you're claiming to be something else, that's not a trigger. I mean, I was out with my husband, and two times yesterday he misidentified someone that was female as a (laughs) male. But these were people I knew to be actually true females, and they were females, but that's not a trigger. That's not a reason to go off your rocker and grab your little blankie and bunny rabbit and say, Oh, mommy, I got called the wrong name today. Get a backbone. Life hurts. You're going to cut your finger, it's going to bleed. You put a bandaid around it, you get on with it, and walk it forward. I keep on telling people, How do I deal with things? I put one foot in front of the other and I keep on going. I don't have a safety blanket. Excuse you me, like We've got it.
2: about a minute left.
0: We, we're building a nation of wimps and it's got to stop. We can never see the men and women we saw in World War I or II unless we teach this generation what hardship truly really is.
1: And, and life is full of hardships. It's full of joys too. It's full of great things. But there's going to be tough times. We're, just like you were saying earlier, we're human beings. We go through tough things. You may not get that job you wanted you may not get this that you wanted this may happen that was you know you lose a you lose a a family member you know those are the types of things that we go through but we have to learn and moms we have to teach our children how to deal with those things and i'm so proud of my kids because they are teaching their children those things so we'll be right back here in a minute and we're going to talk politics we're going to talk education we're going to talk so many things.
0: In <laughs> so little time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Always so little time.
2: <laughs> I'm Dan Perkins, the author of a new historical romance novel called Sad Eyes. It is a story of a young woman, a beautiful Irish lass with red hair, green eyes, and curves that won't quit. She is born in 1912 in Waterloo, Iowa. She decides she wants to be an ER nurse, but she wants to move away from Waterloo to the excitement of the big city. She is accepted at St. James School of Nursing in Chicago and began a life as a true American patriot, serving her country in two wars. She fell in love with the love of her life. She takes the longest honeymoon in history. This novel is full of twists and turns and is difficult to put down. You can find Sad Eyes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and J. Carroll Publishing, dot com or through your local bookstore. Get it, read it, tell people about it, and write a review on Amazon. This is Dan Perkins.
0: Well, Welcome back to Moms Across America. I'm Annie Ubellis with my co-host Vicki Tonkins. And we have a lot to talk about, but also, I want to mention I'm getting an echo. Uh, getting our Constitution and uh, Vicki, where do people get the Constitution?
1: You can get it at ashbrook.org forward slash constitution.
0: All right. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, one of the things that's happening in our nation, I think everybody is aware that the Iowa caucus was yesterday. Well, it was quite interesting what happened. Now, we've been seeing the, the, the t- statistics. We've been seeing the polls. We've been seeing the numbers. I give very little uh, credence to polls they can be flawed, just like so many other things. But it came out pretty close to what we've been seeing in the polls. Mm-hmm. Yes, And I think a lot of people were shocked. I mean, Trump walked away with 51% of the vote. Mm, the closest was DeSantis with 212 But I find something very curious happening. There's a lot of talk about Nikki Haley. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the woman came in third place. Why is Nikki Haley the topic of, of the, the conversation she came in third place with a 19.1 percent the Vic Ramasamy I hope I'm saying Swami Ramaswamy I hope I'm saying his name right he had 7.7 percent and of course he dropped out and he's thrown his support behind Trump I looked at that and I went okay that was a blowout that that mm-hmm. was a serious serious uh, blowout uh, uh, but wait wait Vicki the, the, the talking heads
0: at MSNBC going, Trump really didn't win. He only got half the votes. He only got half. What happened to the other? He didn't win because he only got half the votes. But he didn't win. No, no, 21, oh. 21, 7, I, 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 I'm sorry, is there something in those numbers you failed to understand that no, you, 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 they split all the votes up against the others? But I have to admit, um, I had the pleasure of meeting Vivek Ramaswamy when he was here in South Carolina at at the uh, South Carolina GOP convention. Very, very dynamic man. And when he did his speech with Trump last night, introducing Trump, it was a blockbuster. And I'm glad I was able to see that. After that, they cut everything out that Trump was saying and went back to the regular program, which disappointed me, but that's okay. My prediction, and if President Trump, you are listening to Moms Across America, my suggestion, I said this long before any of these caucuses or primaries, that the best thing he could do is take Ramaswamy as his VP for the next four years to train him to run a successful campaign to succeed. Uh,
2: <laughs> let's let's deal with some numbers. Okay. There are 99 counties in Iowa. Donald Trump won 98. One went to 98 him. out of 99 co- counties. His total vote count was greater than the total vote count of Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. So even if all of those votes were counted against him, he still had a plurality and he was still would have won the caucus. The other thing that I think is important to understand is the Nikki Haley vote. The Nikki Haley vote isn't what it appeared to be because the Democrats had a strategy of promoting and pushing and spending millions of dollars in advertising in Iowa, promoting her as an alternative to Donald Trump. If you were to take out all the Democrats who voted for her as a part of the strategy of trying to get votes taken away from Donald Trump, they were using Nikki Haley as a scapegoat. So she didn't really get that 19 number. When you take out the Democrats who crossed over, and all the people who voted because of tens of millions of dollars spent on advertising, she got more positive publicity than any of the other Republican candidates, including President Trump. So those numbers of nineteen percent are yeah, skewed the are because clear. they were packed against against Trump, and they they dumped a lot of votes in her because Iowa was an open open primary. She's a distant third. I agree with some of the pundits who think that she may well lose her home state to Trump in South Carolina in the next few weeks. Question that I would throw out to you, if they can't get even half of what he got, and we go into these, these next primaries, and he's a dominant winner, what should the Republican Party be doing? Should it declare... Donald Trump as the nominee, period, and focus the attention of the of the leadership and the people in the Republican Party and turning out the vote and getting people out to vote for Donald Trump, the standard bearer, what should it what should the Republican Party be doing when they've got a candidate who set a record for the number of people who voted for him in Iowa? Well,
0: they've, they've
1: got to let well, the well, I can tell you process go
0: forward. Me. They really did. I'm sorry, Vicki. What was that?
1: Well, I can tell you what's going on here in Colorado, because you know that they have tried to remove Trump from the ballot here. Our chair, we had him on our show for the state of Colorado and the Republican Party. You know, they've appealed to the, the Supreme Court and all of that is taking place. But at the same time, one of the things that he has thought about doing, we haven't solidified that yet, is just going to a pure caucus system for our primary vote versus the primary done by our wonderful Secretary of State here in the state of Colorado. There's a lot of moving piece to all this, but there was a recent uh, meeting of the Central Committee, the State Party Central Committee. These people were all elected by their counties. It was decided by a 65-35 vote, the State Party would endorse Donald Trump over all the other candidates. And a lot of people are up in arms here. No, I'm not going to say a lot. There are some people who are up in arms about that here in, in Colorado, and I think they would be up in arms, too, if the national did it. But their reasoning is flawed. Their reasoning is you can't do that because we're supposed to be neutral. Well, here's the problem. In Colorado, back in 2020, there was a resolution that was brought forth that says in a presidential race, there is no neutrality. There doesn't have to be. Neutrality. That argument is thrown out the door. And the other piece is my goodness, the man just won 51% in Iowa. While our vote was before the Iowa caucus, we were looking at the polls. You know, like I said, I take that as a brain of salt. But anyway, the polls were indicating over and over and over. So we have a split here in Colorado in the Republican party, which has been there for decades. It's nothing new, this, this is not a new thing. People are trying to make it new, it's not new, it's old. It's been around for decades. However, there comes a point where you have to push push back when you have a secretary of state who said, she said this, well, I may not count the votes for Trump. What? You don't get to do that. If the people vote and say, we want this, Republicans. Okay, these are Republicans. You're coming in and you're trying to take over a party Because your guy is Joe Biden. I'm sorry. If anybody should be neutral in any race, it has got to be the Secretary of State. And she is not. She is pushing her own agenda. And I'm telling you, there's going to come a point, and I agree with you, Dan, that the Republican National Committee is going to have to make a stand. So now we have New Hampshire coming up. Nikki Haley has already said she's not going to do anything in New Hampshire. She's pretty much bowed out of New Hampshire. I don't know why. That's, that seems like a really risky move to me. But anyway, she has done that. So what if Donald Trump wins New Hampshire the way he did or even better than he did in Iowa? What is the National Committee, the Republican National Committee, going to do? What are your thoughts, Annie?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, they have to let all the caucuses and primaries go through. Because if you turn around and say, stop, you're going to disenfranchise millions of voters. And you're going to have a lot of state parties completely ticked off. Where's our voice? Where? Why did you take our voice away? Let the process go through. And they're going to have to do that. And if right. the Republican, National Republican Party doesn't do that, they will forever kill the Republican Party. Well, let me ask and you a question.
1: Right? Let me ask you a but question. That's what again. they're trying to say here as well. They're trying to say that, we, that the, the state party here in Colorado took away the voice of the people. Well, no, we didn't. We still have the primary coming up. And people can decide. Well, he may lose it here. Mm-hmm. What if he loses the primary here in Colorado? Okay, so the people have spoken. The people still get to speak. And his, his name must be
0: on the
2: ballot to allow the people to speak. Exactly. Let let me ask you a question, Annie. Joe Biden isn't on the ballot. The Democrats are not having a primary. And who decided that? The Democratic National Committee. They decided they weren't going to have primaries. And so the Democrats, the rank and file Democrats, have no platform to express their opinion in who they're voting for in the primaries, because there aren't going to be any primaries on the Democratic side. So, and you
0: you you wonder why so many people are now turning around, leaving the Democratic Party? How the vast a vast number of minorities are finally saying the Democrats are not hearing our voice, they're not giving us a voice, and they're leaving the party. You wonder yep. why. Because we're saying, hey, listen, we're still gonna hold our caucuses in our primaries. We're fighting to keep every person on the ballot. And oh, by the uh, way, John Castro was just arrested. I was the guy that's been challenging Trump's name on the ballot in almost every single state. He got arrested for yeah. several felony charges on tax evasion or filing false taxes or whatever. Yeah. But his name is still on the ballot. Who's gonna give the voice to the people? The party that wants to be tyranny or the party that wants to be republic, hence Republicans. Um, and I think
1: we're going to have all the caucuses and all the primaries and, and all of that. I think the biggest thing for here in Colorado was we've got to have some kind of pushback against this woman who says, well, I may just not count the ballots. Well, if you don't count the ballots, is that not the epitome of election interference?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The question is, does it violate your state constitution too? And here's my That's prediction: Nikki Haley will not carry my state of South Carolina.
2: Well, see, I I think was we as I said before, we got about forty minutes left, forty seconds left. <laughs> well, when when the Democrats decided to support Nikki Haley because they wanted to try and and push her, the real vote wasn't nineteen; it was much less than that. And she's yes. looking at, and she's looking at other states and beginning to deal with the reality. Of the democratic interference, she doesn't have the she doesn't have the votes to do anything. And I I agree with you. And I don't think she'll win this her home state. No, and matter of fact, South Carolina is an open primary,
0: which means people can cross over and vote in the Republican if they're not Republican. But I still do not yeah. think yeah. she will carry the state of South Carolina. They will. They, I'm already getting in my mailbox flyers for Nikki Hale. and you know how yeah. much we're
1: gonna yeah. love that. I've been tearing them up. <laughs>
2: Sorry, ladies, lady. we're out of time.
1: Thanks, lady. But, <laughs> well, like we said, get that constitution. It's it's more important now than, than ever. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, you can see our previous shows on danperkinsmedia.org. And you select Moms Across America. Uh, you can check back every Friday for new shows. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. And we'll
2: see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you'd like to send a comment, send it to dperk1433 at gmail.com. That's dperk1433 at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.